pressure on this weekend, of course, to maybe host a, a big family meal uh, or fill up some Easter baskets with some treats. So what are some ways that you can do that on a budget and maybe be a little health conscious when you're approaching it as well? We're going to get those answers right now with our guest who's a registered dietitian and owner of Food First Nutrition Consulting. Emily Mardell is joining the show. Emily, thanks so much for making the time. Oh, great to be here, Chelsea. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for discussing this because we've actually been talking on the show about, you know, how to maybe approach your grocery shop and choose a grocery store that's going to give you some better options. But what are some tips from you to try to maybe manage Easter, hosting an Easter meal on a budget? Mm -hmm. You know, I think we're, we're trying to keep those same core things we try and do week in and week out, which is, you know, finding the sales, maybe buying in bulk if we can and if we have the space to kind of uh, store it, uh, maybe hitting up, you know, your local discount produce spot. Um, I love the idea of hosting a potluck. I mean, you really have to kind of get creative about what is resources that you have and, and what you ultimately want. I think when we have special celebrations like this, you know, tradition is always a big factor too, you know, because um, whether it's Easter or whatever gathering we're talking about, the things that are meaningful for your family or for mine or for another, you know, can be quite different. So I find budgeting tends to uh, kind of connect to what is non-negotiable you know so in our family um, like I have to have a good protein on the table for my powerlifting husband so sometimes we tend to scrimp a little bit on the maybe the desserts or the sides and uh, focus on the protein a little bit for someone else it might be something completely different so find out what's most meaningful for you and then kind of build your menu from there yeah our house would be the exact opposite my husband has a major <laughs> and if we skimped on dessert I he would probably lose his mind it would be, like, terrible, right? <laughs> but like, that makes sense, you know, to kind of prioritize what's important for your family. Mm -hmm. And I think there are some items, too, that you could probably purchase ahead of time, right? It's likely true that some stores are going to increase their prices on some of those staple items. So maybe buy something ahead of time and put it in the freezer, right, Emily? Yeah, 100%. So I actually um, do this a little bit uh, fairly often, like with turkey, for example, if it's on special or um, if you can get it kind of when it's fresh, because one of my favorite things to do, we're a small family, small children. So I tend to spatchcock or kind of butterfly a turkey when I buy one, and I'll freeze half and then reserve the other half to kind of cook. Now, if you've ever cooked a turkey or maybe you're kind of novice or maybe you're like, you know, my grandmother and super skilled, uh, the spatchcocking is actually super uh, approachable, a really, really easy easy way to actually make it turn out wonderful because it cooks in less time it's always juicy it's like crispy all around so you can actually make yourself look so much better as a like host if you do this technique and you get to save like i said the other half for maybe a, another time so i i really like to do that buy in bulk save the other half um sometimes it depends on what your family's favorite cut is like i have cooked a ginormous turkey one year i remember this and um, my kids barely you know um ate a little bit because they were little and my husband only prefers the turkey legs so i ended up with this ginormous you can imagine this turkey with the legs pulled off you know what i mean and all this big bird <laughs> left over and i learned from that like the next year I, I literally bought six turkey legs and i roasted them it was much more economical and everyone was everyone just sat at the table kind of like really um you know a little like back in the day eating their turkey legs and it was wonderful <laughs> so you know i i think uh, i think you can if you can save that way or even like roasted roasted chicken maybe like a big turkey is really not what you need um that can go a long way too and that will help you save for dessert for anticipate sure anticipate your family's needs what okay what sorry what were you calling it i, I want to repeat the word i know i, I know 
I know it's one of those kind of like words that you don't know if you should say and then yeah. you're worried you might say it incorrectly but yes. batchcocking or butterflying so essentially if you imagine the bird you remove the backbone and then you flatten it it's a little bit of a workout so you kind of get it onto like a flat surface or like a baking tray and you when you kind of break the wishbone so to speak it flattens out so you don't have to worry about all of this extra circulation of you know extra cooking or what have you and it just it just is, is wonderful it cooks in half the time and it's a it's a really just like you know user-friendly way to make a really uh, delicious uh, juicy turkey or okay. chicken Hey, great tip yeah I find an entire turkey very intimidating I don't want to go anywhere near it so awesome tip <laughs> Emily I'm glad that you mentioned that you have young kids because now I'm I've got a two-year-old an almost two-year-old and so we're gonna do an Easter basket this year uh, with mm -hmm. some treats in it and I don't know if it's just because I'm a mom and now I'm suddenly aware mm -hmm. of it but it feels like Easter has taken on a whole new meaning when it comes mm -hmm. to it's available it feels like we're it's the new halloween in terms of just so many different varieties being offered mm -hmm. right now ha, am i am i just new to this switch has this always been a thing or are we just really capitalizing on the need to consume a bunch of chocolate yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's everywhere, whether it is, you know, that special occasion, but, and not just now, Chelsea, like the last couple of weeks, like, I feel like Easter has been in all our, our stores for weeks yes. and weeks and weeks. So it's it's something that you kind of have to navigate. And, and I think that's kind of the, it, it's a call to action, really, for parents. And it's, it's stressful, and it highlights some of our own food hangups and issues and other things. But I like to kind of think of building, um, like, food skills kind of like when you teach your little one how to read or ride a bike or um, manage their allowance you know like we have to kind of recognize the environment and the situation and give them the skills to navigate that without compromising uh, you know their health their sense of well-being their food relationship um, I don't want a world without chocolate I don't want a week without or maybe a day without chocolate quite frankly but I also don't want to beat myself up when I eat you know eat something that is quote-unquote a treat and like even just for the principle of like the conversation I might use the word treat but one of the core things that we know from good research around these sorts of things is that when we restrict, when we create um, kind of this, you know, just pedestal type of thing around food in the sense of it's being healthier, unhealthier, good or bad or a treat, it actually creates more of a want for it mm -hmm. among young children. So we, we don't want to be restrictive and we don't want to control the if and how much. We want to use this as an opportunity to really role model. So if you are uncomfortable as a parent, if you are feeling anxious around these sorts of things, just know exactly like you said, man if we don't have food fatigue by now about managing all these extra treats then you know it's, it would be impossible so know you're human and it's okay and you're not alone but also know that maybe maybe that's a little flag for you to do a little bit of healing too right because i think giving a child an easter basket and maybe checking off a couple ways that you can make them approach it and feel good about it should be the goal versus how much they eat or if they eat it so um i'm kind of rambling because it's a, it's a it's an area of so much passion for me but one of the ways we like to do this is actually not using the word treat at all so if you want to challenge yourself to something as a parent this weekend try not to say treat try just to call the food what it is this is an act of food neutrality is it a chocolate is it a candy is it a cookie call it what it is that in and of itself is it's just kind of de-escalates de and disempowers uh food as having any kind of like morality to it if you will what you know a it's just a, a really, really 
no, it's I just think, a really, really simple thing to do. And I think approaching it like that makes so much sense, right? There's no, really, there's no such thing as good food or bad food. There's just mm-hmm. food mm-hmm. and there's, I think, informed and appropriate choices around it. So what a great way to frame yeah. that. Yeah, and I think even in the context of thinking about like budgeting, right? Like to me, good food is the food that you can afford, that's accessible to you, that your family feels good about. Like, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what's on the table, you know, people want to be able to feel good about that. So I think put that pressure down, <laughs> You know, and and if it's if it's you know KD, it's KD. Like whatever it is, we have to kind of embrace that this is a reality in many ways. But um, one of the ways that we try and do this, not just kind of like around Easter or whatever, is um, just finding creative ways to show joy with these sorts of food without any kind of like judgment or attachment. So I'll also, in addition to like I said, the food neutrality piece, just kind of saying like, oh my gosh, this. Easter egg is delicious. It reminds me of when I went on that Easter hunt when I was, mm. you know, blank at grandma's, right? And really just kind of like living in the moment with kids and, you know, not saying things like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to get that workout in tomorrow or like, just like get that, let that noise go, you know, like just really role model the joy of it. Yeah. And, and mindset matters too. If you're beating yourself up every time oh, you have something 100%. that you deem as, as quote unquote bad, I mean, I think then it's going to internalize it in, in a negative way. Yeah, exactly. I do think it's reasonable to kind of role model limits, you know, boundaries as well. Because again, like I said, with, you know, learning any kind of skill set or competence, there has to be some sort of framework. So um, it might look like something like, um, you know, you might have a child that's really treat fixated, you know, and asking, can I have more? Can I have more? Can I have more? And that is a, that is like an Olympic sport as a parent. If you can get through that, it is intense. But just saying things like, you know, you know, the Easter eggs that are not on the snack plan right now, pick out three for tomorrow for your lunchbox and, and try and move on. We have to not say no, not right now, but give some give some opportunity maybe uh, for another time. Uh, maybe saying something like, um, would you prefer this large, you know, chocolate egg or would you like to, p- to pick three smaller ones? You know, so you have a variety. Just making it very matter of fact, giving them some option, but at the end of the day, having some, you know, um, boundary around how much they're eating at that one particular time sometimes kids got to learn the hard way you know that eating eating too much might give them a bellyache and sometimes that's not a bad idea too but I think for the little little ones giving them a, a little bit of a choice and uh, role modeling that yourself um, actually kind of teaches them that hey you know I can have more tomorrow so Smart. I'll go play great tips Emily yeah. thank you so much and I can't wait to what is spatchcock my a turkey what? I know I know I'm so don't anywhere else it's not like we're talking to anybody right it's just me and you right oh my god yeah yeah just an intimate conversation okay emily thank you so much really yeah. appreciate your insight. Oh, you're welcome take care everyone happy easter weekend whatever you're celebrating take care you too take care emily emily Mordell is a registered dietitian and owner of food first nutrition consulting talking about easter on a budget how to manage expectations and pressures of course as a parent